0: Feral Audio. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's hands up everybody? Thanks for coming out your to the UCB! Put your hands together. Put your please hands Please stop your cell phones please put your hands together. Your-
1: tonight uh your standard hosts your beautiful host Cameron Aria are traipsing about the country delivering their standard brand of denim clad comedy to the masses uh which is as it should be that's terrific I'm glad that they are frolicking about the nation but it means that I get to be here with you which is great for me thanks so much for coming out everybody thank you for being here uh, I love the show so much. I wanted to fill you in on what I've been up to since the last time I got to hang out on this stage. Uh, I do love Los Angeles, but I just moved here recently. I moved from San Francisco. Uh, all right, one transplant. <laughs> Hesitantly clapping. That kind of polite, restrained response. Very San Francisco. Well done. Uh, I, get to, <laughs> I grew up not far from SF. I grew up in Napa, California. And last week I got to go do a show in my hometown which I was very excited about, right? Go show all those yokels how famous I am now. Uh, I was feeling really good about it. I was going to go see my family. I was happy, and I was driving on the 5, uh, and I stopped at my favorite Panda Express. Uh, I do have a favorite. You have to choose. And it has to be Panda Express. I got to go to Panda on the road. That's my only option. Corporate plug to Panda. They don't sponsor the show, but you never know. Uh Panda Express is the only place when you're driving, especially on the 5, where you get to eat vegetables. No other establishment on that highway has a vegetable to offer you, which is crazy. You're driving on the 5. You're, you are driving through the breadbasket of the nation. A significant percentage of the fruits and vegetables we all eat are grown right outside our car, but we can eat none of them. Apparently you are discouraged from just running into a field and raw, like, just raw-dogging an artichoke. They're not into that. They don't let you do that. So I had to stop at the panda, and uh, I... The other magic about panda is that you get the vegetables, and that just erases whatever war crime you choose as your main entree. So that's what i did ate a bowl full of steamed things and fried things and then got back into my car and i was uh i was ready to pull out but i looked in my rearview mirror very responsible driver looked in my rearview mirror first and i saw something behind me that gave me pause i took a took a moment to take a look at what i saw behind me i saw in my mirror uh a man getting out of his car uh holding a dog he was holding he was an older man but not quite old yet the dog definitely old the dog was very old Uh, And this man gingerly was carrying the dog in his hands, just preciously holding this old, decrepit animal that was just trying to enjoy its golden years, and he gently put the dog on the ground. And the dog was kind of shaky and, like, you know, just holding on. And it lifted, sort of, to pee, and it kind of peed half on itself, half on the ground. And it was just so sweet. It was such a sweet moment to witness. You know, this dog doesn't have long, and this guy is just trying to make sure that this dog has good last days. Right? Isn't that the best any of us could hope for, to have somebody that loves us taking care of us when we're pissing on ourselves? Isn't that... Like the pinnacle, I just felt so good. My heart was full. I felt really sweet about it, and I'm going home. You know, my hometown where I grew up, and there's this beautiful thing I'm seeing, and then I watched the man reach down to pick up the dog when it was done with its business, and he just had it gingerly in his hands, and he walked back to his car real careful, and then he put the dog in the trunk, closed the trunk, and drove away. (laughs) We're just going to die pissing on ourselves. (laughs) And why was I interested, brought it all back into perspective. How could I be excited about going home? That's where I grew up. I wasn't good at growing up. Like, my hometown is not a place I want to go back to. I didn't get all-stars for being good at being a kid. I was terrible at being a kid. I was such a dork. Look, I'm a dork, all right? I I know that about myself. I am a loving person. I am a good person. I am a smart person. I am not a cool person. I've never been a cool person. I just don't qualify as cool. And I knew early, I knew early that I was not cool. I never got the memo of when you were supposed to do stuff as a kid. Uh, I remember when, well, I was a tomboy. I'll say that I was a real tomboy, real tomboy. How much
0: of a tomboy was she?
1: Well, um,
0: <laughs>
1: I showed up to third grade picture day in a button-up and a bolo tie. Um... <laughs> That is a reality I cannot deny about myself. That is a photo-documented fact. Uh, (laughs) So I just never knew what I was doing. I I had a mullet in that picture. I had (laughs) full-on 10-year-old hockey hair is what I was rocking. And I remember... Uh, As fourth grade turned to fifth, I was super excited to go back to school. But I never got the memo that like from fourth to fifth grade is when girls suddenly become women in their clothing. Like I had no idea that that was what was coming. Like I was ready for like jumpers, and they were ready for like business casual. And I had no, I didn't know. I showed up to school in. um I was so excited. I had done a little shopping. My dad took me to Mervin's. That's right. I had a pair of cargo shorts, extra large boys. I've always really been an extra large boy at heart. That's who I am. Uh, and I got myself a shirt on a trip to an aquarium. Uh, it was a badass shirt. It was uh, it was just frogs all over. It was just an all over print of frogs with the Latin name for each frog underneath it. This is school. We're here to learn, even from our clothing. So I had this dapper ensemble uh, that I topped off with an accessory found at Claire's Accessories. Uh, I had myself a pair of bright blue, perfectly round John Lennon sunglasses. That's what I topped off that look with. (laughs) I still remember how proud I was. You know, chest out, walking all excited. And I didn't even, like, my bubble didn't even pop until it, it still happened at once. I was walking in the hall, you know, strutting with my frog shirt and my hot blue sunglasses and too many pockets on my shorts.
0: <laughs>
1: and I look up, and walking toward me is the perfectly quaffed uh, girl I had gone to school with my whole life. Her name was Brie. I went to school with people named after Fancy Cheeses. That's where I come <laughs> from. Uh, she walks toward me, and she sees me. And, like, it wasn't even that she bullied me. Like, that would have been better. You know, if I had just gotten shoved down or like, so, you know, like, ugh, like if they'd knocked them with the dumb glasses off my face, I would have understood that. Like, that would have been a clear message. I almost would have been helpful. That's not what happened. She just looked at me and she, she sounded like a disappointed teacher, like a disappointed parent. Like, why are you wearing those? Like, that was her go-to question. And I, like, I know the answer now. The answer I know now is because I want to! Because I think they're hot shit! Like, that's all you ever need to say about what you're wearing. But as a child, I did not possess that kind of confidence. I looked right, I looked at her, and the first thing that I thought to say was, uh... My doctor gave them to me? (laughs) Yeah, my doctor gave me blue sunglasses because my eyes are sensitive to the fog so i gotta wear the blue shades on foggy days says doctor that was my go-to to a school but that was my that was my plan as a child to tell a, tell a, like someone kind of bullying me on the playground not that i just wanted to wear the glasses i didn't just take them off no i thought it would be a good idea to tell them they were prescription eyewear that was mandatory And I learned something about lying that day. If you lie, you got to stick with that lie. You know what I had to wear every foggy day for the rest of my school years. Yeah, really, you know, straining the eyeballs today. Foggy, got to rock the... Oh, it's such a shame I have to wear these. Such a dummy. Uh, But I tried. It It was actually a good show in Napa. I'm glad I went to my hometown. I had a very good time. Uh, so you know, it's not all bad. It's not all bad in your hometown. Go back, check it out. You're famous, whoever you are, whatever you do now. Just walk in like you're famous. You wear your metaphorical frog shirt and your blue sunglasses, and you wear them proud. Uh, <laughs> that's what I did this week. Uh, I had um, it was a good trip back to the Bay Area. It was also a professional trip. I did that show in Napa, and then I had I had a meeting. It's very showbiz. I had a meeting. I had myself a little meet. Uh, It was a meeting. I went to Amazon's headquarters. I was at Amazon HQ. Soft clap from San Francisco. I get it. Hard to show pride in tech culture right now. I understand. Uh, But I went to Amazon's HQ. For a little general meeting, I was going to make some hot online content. I was going to bait that click. Uh... (laughs) So I went to Amazon, and uh, it's a very fancy, high-tech building. Very fancy, very high-tech. Uh, I was impressed. I arrived a little bit early because I'm profesh. And uh, <laughs> was here about 15 minutes early, and I knew what to do with that time. I knew how to use it effectively. Uh, so I found myself a bathroom. I went to the bathroom at Amazon. Uh, beautiful, very fancy, high-tech bathroom. Very nice. Single stall, well-appointed. Um,
0: LAUGHTER
1: And I did something very important to every creative professional before they take on a challenging task. There's something important you have to do, and that is take a huge shit. You should just take (laughs) the biggest dump that you can take. You should crap all of your crap. You should just get it out. You need room to make more creative things. Uh... So I did. I did exactly that. I used the bathroom. Really used it. Uh, And again, you'll notice a pattern in my life of pride turning to shame. I was pretty proud when I stood up of what had happened. Like, that was, all right, I'm ready now. I left a lot behind. I'm ready to move forward. Um, So I stood up, examined the damage, pretty proud of myself. But I realized that uh, nothing was happening. Like, if you stand up at a fancy high-tech bathroom, like, something's supposed to happen. Remember, like the toilet's just supposed to flush for you. It didn't. It didn't flush at all. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. (laughs) There's just this pile, and quick, so fast, that pride, immediate shame. Like, oh God, how do I cover up what I, what do I do? I didn't know what to do. I'm waving at the thing in front of the toilet, and nothing's happening. And I'm looking for a button, or a foot pedal, or like, there's no tank, you can't lift the lid. Any manual option. I'm looking for any manual option, and there is none. And I try to collect myself, like maybe if I wash my hands, I'll feel a little bit better. So I put my hands under the sink that's supposed to turn on, and it didn't. It didn't turn on. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Happened? I waved my hand in front of the dumb, like toy, the paper dispenser is supposed to give you a towel. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing happened. Weird way to find out that you're dead. Um, (laughs) And that your ghost just crapped up an Amazon bathroom. It was a painful realization. I couldn't fix it. There was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do. My only option was to take some of those, like, toilet seat cover guys, you know, those seat covers. that they I just took a lot of those, and I just covered the entire seat. I just... You know, it's an unpleasant present for somebody to open. (laughs) Whoever the next unlucky soul here is going to move this paper and find what looks like not one but two shits. It looked like two shits. Don't worry, I killed the meeting. Did great. Profesh. Um, But it did leave me with this unsettling feeling like I don't trust our technology anymore. Right? The future is not now. It's not happening. Like, the technology we need isn't working the way we need it to. Like, it's not worth it. Like... Handling our waste efficiently is what defined and created civilization. Like, this is the fundamental building block we need for things to work right. Like, smartphones aren't worth it if we all have rickets again. Like, this isn't the way I want things to be. Uh, But don't worry, everybody. I turned that shame back into pride again by making a funny story about the time I crapped up that Amazon bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best I could do out of that, everybody. Thanks so much for hanging out. Are you ready for some more? Are you ready for more fun? Are you ready for the comedy stylings of the amazing lineup that we have for you tonight? I'm really excited about this show. It's such a pleasure to host it, and it's such a pleasure to host such a treasure of a lineup. Uh, Your next performer for the evening, uh, he's been on Conan. He's been on the Comedy Central. Please, everybody, start clapping right now. Like, let it really let it build. Let it get thunderous. Let them hear it. And please welcome everybody, Michael Palisak. Michael.
2: Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for clapping when she told you to. Uh, Clap for her now. Clap for Caitlin. Yeah. More. Now, I don't want to owe her anything. Um, It's nice to be here. I've had a pretty good day so far. I went to yoga. I didn't see any of you there. I'm uh, disappointed. Uh, just joking. Um, I was at yoga, and uh, I don't do it a lot, but I was there, and the teacher, I, she was like, a, as we were starting out, she was like, let go of your day. And it was like five o'clock, but I hadn't really done much <laughs> to let go of it at that point. But I still want to participate, you know? So I'm breathing, just thinking, let go of eating cereal while watching Friends on TBS. Let go of the tension when Phoebe sees her lover from Russia. (laughs) And he wants to get dinner, but she made plans with Joey. (laughs) And she could cancel with Joey, but she just got mad at Joey for canceling with her. Let go of that tension. (laughs) Let go of your dad. (laughs) I, I grew up and uh, we moved around a lot when I was a kid. And I grew up in a we moved to like a small town in Indiana. That's I got picked on whenever we moved to a new town. It'd be weird like people would be like nice to me, and then they would come and like punch me when their friends were around or something. And um, and I had a positive attitude, so I just kept hanging out. I'm like maybe they won't punch me today. <laughs> <laughs> and then after a couple months, they would just be my friends, and that's how it worked. And I uh, I always kind of regretted the fact that I just like let them still be my friends, even though they, like, punched me for a couple months. Um, and I kind of held on to that, you know, that pain. Because I you can't really, like, express that now as an adult. I can't show up at their house and be like, let's go! Uh, <laughs> but uh, I kind and you don't get really physically attacked as an adult. But, uh, which brings me to this story. Um, I was walking down the street late at night recently in Chicago. And my dad gave me advice from him walking down the street late at night. He was like, Michael, it's okay if you're in a big city. You're walking down the street late at night by yourself. But you have to walk in a way that people know if they try to hurt you they might get hurt. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> I would usually, like, make myself bigger and then, like, move my head a lot. <laughs> and then sprint when I heard a noise. <laughs> kind of what I. went. And I never got mugged doing that. So it worked. I'm pretty sure. They are like, let's mug that guy. Like, no, he's got an owl head thing going. <laughs> he is looking for prey. <laughs> But recently, I wasn't doing that. I was like, I had like my luggage and I was really tired and I, uh, I wasn't like looking around a lot. And I had a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt on. Um, it was vintage, but still, it's not that intense. And uh, all of a sudden, I was walking around the corner and this guy came around the corner and uh, he had like a thing pulled over his nose. And at first, I thought he was like my friend because we made eye contact. And I, you know, really you have the strangers, but he made eye contact. But then I was like, oh, my, my friends don't wear turtlenecks anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I doubt my mom's mugging me right now. I'll be mean, wearing weird to be mugged by your mom give me your laptop why because we help pay for college <laughs> uh, so I, I was like it was weird and then he like was like give me the stuff and i was confused because i had stuff on me but it was my stuff so I was, I was like why would you want this stuff um but then he went to like grab me and i was like oh i'm being mugged gotcha uh, so like i like spun away and like ran out in the middle of the street and uh, that's when i re- remembered the other key thing about getting mugged is like you should never like die for your stuff because you could have your laptop but you're dead so it doesn't matter um, so I was like I remembered that as I was running away so like as I was running I like took off my laptop and backpack and like put them on the ground and I just screamed take everything <laughs> but I was still running and taking things off so I like fell
0: <laughs>
2: and cut my knee um, I just screamed take everything because I wanted him to know that I wasn't disrespecting the mugging you know <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. I want things to go right. (laughs) And uh, he looked at it all because it was like my backpack and and laptop were in like the road and then my suitcase was still like over where he was kind of. Like it was closer to him than to me. Like people could have been like, oh, he dropped his suitcase. But he just looked at it all and then walked away and didn't take anything. (laughs) So apparently he felt really bad for me or I just scared him. I don't know. It was a weird police interview though, for sure. (laughs) They're like, it was a white guy. I was like, yeah, it was a white guy. Like, did he take anything? Like, no, but I offered. (laughs) So... (laughs) So that going back to being picked on in middle school, um, I was proud of myself because after I almost got mugged, I didn't want to hang out with that guy anymore, and it was a good step. That's a good step. I don't know. <sighs> Just thinking about funny things that I've said in my life, whether whether I want to share them with you or not. <laughs> Um, this is weird about me. I, 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 haven't had a lot of, like, that's kind of not really a bad thing. Nothing really tragic has ever happened. I've been lucky in that sense. No tragic things, you know, knock on wood or whatever. Um, but so like, uh, so like little things become tragic, you know, I'll be like, I can't pick up my contact lens till tomorrow. What's the point of even like, going on? Uh, and so I remember, like, in my in my younger year, I would like try to make myself sad because it's an emotion, you know. I should get to experience it too, just because my brother didn't get shot. Like, I don't know why I made that uh, an example. Um, <laughs> and but uh, the best way I would I would pretend to be sad was like I would imagine my my myself with uh with a girl who I liked but wasn't dating. I just liked her and we weren't dating. But I would imagine that uh, that I was like getting ready to like get on a plane and go away for a long time, and all of a sudden she just showed up. And, like, I realized how much she felt about me was how much I felt about her. And, like, there was so much emotion that we could just make small talk. We couldn't even express it. So she'd be like, hey. And I'd be like, hey. And then she'd be like, have a good trip. I'd be like, thanks. And then that would be it. Um, And it's a pretty good fantasy, you know, if you're bored or you're driving or whatever, because A, you get to date someone who you like who's not dating you, and B, it's not like you're strapped down because you're leaving town. Um, <laughs> your options are still open. I can't do it anymore, though, because I have a girlfriend, and she just makes me sad naturally. Um, not really. She's just very sensitive or critical. I'm not sure which. Uh If ever I'm quiet for a little bit, she'll just be like, what are you thinking? Oh, I'm not gonna tell you that. That's why I didn't say it out loud. That's how thinking works. I think things, and the things I wanna say, I say. And the things I think will hurt your feelings, I don't say. I'm not gonna lose you because you got to know me better. I always get nervous when she asks. Like, I'm being recorded forever, you know? Like that moment at a wedding when the camera guy gets in your face. Like, what do you want to tell the bride and groom? Uh, Prove us wrong. (laughs) Sometimes I'm thinking nice things, and I'll say those things, and she's not ready to hear them. One time I was like, I feel really lucky to be with you. And she said, nice. (laughs) Did someone just do a really cool skateboard move behind me? I didn't know you had people doing really cool skateboard moves in your apartment. Is that how you'll be as a mother? Your son will be like, I love you, mommy. You'll just be like, yeah, boy. You love your mommy. M to the O to the M, what? I, I love her. I remember the first time I told her I loved her, I regretted it. Uh, immediately. I was like, I love you. She's like, You do? No. <laughs> I love you, man, is a great movie. She told me one time that she's never been broken up with before, and she shouldn't have told me that because I'm very competitive. (laughs) (laughs) I love hanging out, it's just hard because we're long distance. It's also hard just because of who she is as a person. And uh, that's on her. She told me that when we first started dating. She's like, My mom's a really hard person to date. And I was like, Oh, that's cute. Then you think that. And then six months later, I was like, "Eh, That's accurate. I love hanging out with her, but there's sometimes when she's talking that I wish I was sitting in a college classroom. That way I can at least get credit for learning all the trivial things about her life.
0: <laughs>
2: one time, one time uh, we were talking on the phone, and uh, she hung up on me because she was wrong. And I, th- <laughs> I thought we were breaking up. She called me back. She's like, Michael, that doesn't mean we're breaking up. If we are breaking up, we'll know it. We'll sit down. We'll talk about what we've learned. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think I'm gonna be there <laughs> for that meeting you just scheduled. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and text me what you learned, and I'll read it out loud to my friends at the bar.
0: <laughs>
2: Thanks, everybody. I'm Michael Palisak. Appreciate it.
1: I knew i had done this wrong i knew it i knew it i was supposed to get a girlfriend i did that but i'm supposed to hate her that's what comedy careers are built on that's what all the best jokes are about nobody wants to hear about how the last time we fought the end of it was just i'm trying
0: to love you better
1: nobody's interested in that it's just not funny but it's great it's really really great give it up for michael give it up for michael's girlfriend my girlfriend everybody's girlfriends Really excited about your next guest, everybody. She's here from all the way from the UK. I need a big round of applause to welcome everybody, Andy Osho. Andy <laughs>
3: I'll give you a little moment to adjust. I know that this isn't what you're expecting—a brown face and a British accent. So I'll let you adjust. <laughs> I'll just—I'll just just talk for a little bit. You're just like, okay, she's brown, but she speaks like Liz Hurley. Okay, so that's—that's that's, there are there are black people in the UK. Well, obviously there aren't any more because I'm here now. But uh, there were, there were. So, nice, I like it here. Oh, this fell over. Oh, no one told me. Um, so I have been. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I've been in L.A. for a couple of years now. I like how you give every African-American man over 65 his own shopping cart to push around Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, is that your Obamacare? Is that what's going on there? Okay. Hey, what you got there, buddy? Your mama's hopes and dreams. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right, relax, I'm only joking. As, as if an African-American man would live to 65. Come on. <laughs> Neighbourhood watch I'll get in first. Or the pole poll. I watch your news. Don't judge me. I never shot anyone. So, uh, good. It went weird. These are jokes, people. It just went super weird. Oh, you're going to love the abortion shit later. Okay, so... Uh, what else, I like having a British accent in uh, in LA. You can get away with a lot of shit. Uh, I like that. Um, so uh, I got pulled over by the police uh, quite recently. Yes, yeah, terrifying. And um, but uh, I uh, this is what I'd done. So I had I was lost. I was up by the zoo. I hadn't a clue where I was. It was nighttime, I ran a stop sign. I did a U-turn and then I ran the same stop sign. So, <laughs> to know what you're doing when you're busy texting, right? <laughs> so, anyways, so, so this police he pulled me over and, um, he told me what I had done and he let me off. <gasps> and I'm black. That is how good a British accent is. I'm serious. I mean, to be fair, I'm Mary Poppins the shit out of the situation, do you know what I mean? Like, as soon as he came over, I was like, a spoonful of sugar? <laughs> when he let me off, I was like, thank you very much. Like, Amazing. He, did, he, didn't expect, he didn't expect me. I could feel myself confusing him as soon as I started speaking. He gave me that look that puppies uh, give when, when they see something they don't understand, like a, like a glass door or something. Like, as soon as I started speaking, he sort of went, huh? Like that. You know? <laughs> I don't Because before that, it was just a normal... He thought it was just going to be a normal traffic stop. He was probably just doing what police officers do when they're waiting to arrest a black person or something. Like, you know, just, like, lip-syncing to Taylor Swift. And, uh... <laughs> (laughs) And uh, I don't know, taking uh, target practice on photos of the cast of Empire. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do in their cars. But then he he encountered me. He's like, huh? Like a redneck at a TED talk, you know? Like, didn't understand. What? So, (laughs) keep up, keep up, keep up. So...
0: (laughs) It's a weird
3: thing. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of thing that happens to me, like, when I, um, when I go skiing. I ski! Um, I saw that judgment. No, it's fine. No, but, like, I go skiing, and people tend to have a bit of a look. When I say people, I mean white people, but I'm trying not to be racist, you know. So, uh, they, But people have that look, they give black people that look. That uh, It's the sort of look that you, how you look at someone who's running a marathon, but doing like it for charity, dressed as something. You know, like a bus. You know how people dress like, like a velociraptor, or something like that. And then people are like, look at that guy, dressed like a bus. What is he like? Like that's how people look at black people skiing. That's, that's kind of the look we get. I would go as to I say, if I went skiing, dressed as a bus or something, someone would see me, go back to their friends and go, guess what I saw today? A black girl skiing. That's what would happen. <laughs> That's how strange it is. <laughs> and there's not many black people skiing. Um, I, I'm, anyway, let's not go into it. But like, there's not a lot. And so we have that sort of look that you, that you give each other when there's not many of your kind around. Like I think everybody, like if you two were in, like, I don't know, Mogadishu Airport and there's no other white people <laughs> I don't know if they have an international airport in Mogadishu, but say there was, wherever it is in the world, I don't know, it's just a cool-sounding name. Say you were there, and you guys saw another white person or whatever, you'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter how far you are, you could be at one end of the airport, there at the other, you will be like... <laughs> That's what black people do, skiing. Anyways... <laughs> See we got a different relationship with race. You guys talk about race a lot. You go long on race. But we haven't got the same relationship with it in the UK. Like we didn't have like a Martin Luther King type character like you did. I mean obviously I know he's not a character. I know he's a real <laughs> person. I'm not reading a book about him going don't spoil the end. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Uh, we didn't, but I feel like if we had a Martin Luther King person in the UK, he wouldn't be as amazing as you. He'd be quite ordinary. He'd have quite low expectations. Like if he did a speech in front of thousands of people, he'd go, "I had a dream, and you were in it, but you had a unicorn head, but I still knew it was you." And we're in a merry-go-round, and then I married my mother. You know, that would be Martin Luther. King. We didn't have civil rights. You know, we just had good manners. That's all we had. What do we want? Elbows off the table. When do we want it? Every meal time. That's us. That's, that is literally. That's all we've got. Fun times. Brits are super awkward as well. This is how awkward I am. I wouldn't go into Chipotle for six months because I didn't know how to pronounce it. I wouldn't. I was just, Is it Chipotle? Why? Where is it? Where is it? I'm not going in. Six months. Six months. I, get, I got really uncomfortable watching Whiplash because... Uh, right, did you, see, you guys seen Whiplash? It doesn't even matter. It's a film about drumming, anyways. This kid wants to be the greatest drummer in the world. As there's loads of like, great montages of him drumming. But there's some shots where you can't see the drums and you can't see the drumsticks. And it just looks like he's masturbating furiously. <laughs> it does! It, it's almost it's almost like his high school teacher had said to him, listen, Andrew Naiman, you'll never be a professional masturbator. And he's gone, I'll show you. And he's gone back to his little cubby hole and he's practising. Because that's all you can see. And his fingers all bleeding and he puts in a bucket of ice. And he's got J.K. Simmons standing over and going, were you rushing or dragon?" <laughs> so I got really awkward watching Whiplash Because <laughs> like, I very think it's a great film. But I was just like, look what I can see is this fella masturbating furiously. Like he's cross with somebody. <sighs>
0: what
3: are you gonna do? I um what else happened? Oh yeah. I've learned some made-up illnesses since I've been here. You guys do like to make up an illness. Dry eye. Never heard of it till I came here. You know what I do for dry eye? Blink. I just blink. Cleared that right up. Gone. It's completely gone. No medication, only Dry mouth. Swallow. Gone. Done. I'd never heard of a, a pre-cold uh, until I came here. What is it? You know what we call a pre-cold in the UK? Not having a cold. That's what we call it, not having a cold. Like, you don't go into your doctor going, hey, doctor, um, I got uh, pre-AIDS. He's like, oh, what are your symptoms? Not having AIDS. Those are my symptoms. I do not have AIDS, fellas. Um, no. Uh, so, <laughs> so AIDS, so your cut-off point is uh, people getting shot, AIDS. I don't, I don't know how you were with abortion, because we never really uh, w- went down that road, did we? So let's just see. Uh, <laughs> You know what it is? It's just one little thing. Because even though I say that, like, you know, the Brits are like super awkward and stuff like that, and you know, I said the whiplash thing, that's absolutely true. It does. Anyway. Uh, We can be weirdly liberal about certain things. Like, for example, uh, our abortion clinics are now allowed to advertise on uh, TV and radio. Right? Yeah. And this makes me, like, really, 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 really uncomfortable because, like, I don't want to turn on the radio and hear one of their ads. You know, I don't want to turn on the radio innocently looking for music and I hear one of their ads, like, click. <laughs>
0: Annoying, isn't
3: it? <laughs> Abortions, we? So, the, you know what I think they should do? I think what abortion clinics should do, they should, they should sponsor some reboots of some old 90s films or something. You know, like, look who's talking. No one. Huh? How about that? That'd be good men and a lucky escape. Huh? Huh? (laughs) Or like a Terminator and it's just Arnie force-feeding Sarah Connor the morning after pill. Just take it. Like, that would be awesome. Alright, well look. uh, Thanks for playing. (laughs) You you went to some places that I could feel you didn't want to go to and I took you there and you just let me, you trusted me. You let me lead you. Sometimes there were four footprints in the sand. (laughs) That's for some of the spiritual types in here. Yeah. The rest of the atheist cynics are like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, I've been Andy Osho. Thanks very much, guys. Good night.
1: Andy Osho, everybody. Let her hear it one more time. funny. Oh, I wish I didn't eat things I couldn't pronounce. I'll eat anything. Including things that I cannot pronounce. I wish I didn't know how to say Chipotle. I would have spared myself so many lame burritos. But I didn't. I don't. Uh, are we ready? Are you ready? Yeah! <laughs> it feels like you're ready. I love you guys. This is going to be great. Your next performer is tremendous, and he's got tremendous things coming up. You can catch him real soon on Craig Robinson's show, Mr. Robinson. You can also catch him on Wrecked. I need a big old round of applause to welcome everybody. Asif Ali. Asif!
0: Awesome. Thank
4: you! Thank you. Oh wow! Oh, oh! It's getting real edgy in here, guys. <laughs> How are you? you guys doing good? Give it up for yourselves. You've made it, you've survived. There's I don't need a stool, fuck that put it on the ground um guys i'm feeling really happy i'm really happy to be here i'm living in la uh uh uh, you know a lot of beautiful women here i'm trying to keep up it's tough what they don't tell you when you come to la everyone tells you hey man there's gonna be a lot of hot girls in la every they tell every dude that hey so many hot girls what they don't tell you so many hot dudes out here too fucking all those hot girls and (laughs) there's nothing for you it's
0: tough (laughs)
4: I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to stay in the game. I tried lifting weights. They're too heavy. I stopped doing that shit <laughs> immediately. Friend gave me a dumbbell. I was like, ah, oh! what is that? I'll just do smoothies. That's all I'm gonna do. Saw a dude at the gym with this muscle. What the fuck is this muscle? The wing muscle? What purpose is that? Going to what job do you have? That they're like the printer's not working. Bring in the dude with the lizard muscle in here and sugar glide his way to this. Some of my lady friends are like, why don't you try doing yoga? Oh, my God. It'd be so much fun for you. We make shapes. We have our own pants. We have our own floor. We roll it on top of the floor that's already there. I'm not into it. I think it's a scam. She's like, what are you talking about? Ladies, how come every single yoga class you've ever been to, there's zero Indian people there? (laughs) That's amazing. We would be there since we fucking invented it. <laughs> She's like, You need to open up your third eye. Open it up. Open it up. <laughs> <laughs> the sad part is, I desperately want to do yoga. Just gay dudes and hot girls. I'll do great there. <laughs> The problem is I can't go into any yoga class because if I go into... Expectations of me way through the roof if I go into any yoga class. Every single person in any class I go into would be like, hey, yeah, yeah. shh, guys, 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 quiet, quiet, quiet. The master has arrived! Oh, guru! Surprise, you're not floating this time! Turn into a pretzel, please. It's a lot of pressure. So uh, now I finally understand how my black friends that can't play basketball feel like. <laughs> Shit's rough out here. Stop. So I try to go to clubs. I have a, everyone has a buddy that likes going to clubs. My friend's name is Dave. He's super annoyed. He will text all caps. It's just like, Dude, we're going to annihilate the pussy tonight. And we're like, Slow down, man. I'm at work. I don't need to be seeing this shit. He's always getting trying to round us up. I don't like clubs. I don't want to pay... To go inside and then pay again and then get denied. I don't want that. It's too much work. The things I do like about clubs, though, is that there's like 21 to get in. I think we as a society have made a great choice on that. 21 to get into clubs, great. We can't have babies going around doing shots of Ciroc. That's great. I think it's about time we have a maximum age limit at clubs.
0: <laughs>
4: We've all seen that old guy, and we I don't have the heart to say no to him. He's just saying in the club, is like 52... He's just like looking. He just watched a lot of Hulu commercials and is trying to connect with you. Like, ladies, you guys going to get the new Ford Focus, huh? And you're like, get out of here. 21 to 35. I'm sorry. That's where it's at. I'm sorry. Sometimes people come up to you and they're like, hey, I'm 42, man. I still go clubbing. It's great for me. Really? You know the music's too loud for you. (laughs) Really, Mike, are you're gonna, you gonna work 10 hours at your day job and then oonse on a Tuesday? Your back hurts, you can't even drop it that low. Go to a night, go to a fucking lounge like a normal human being and have a conversation with someone. Or maybe start a family, have you thought about that? Piece <laughs> of shit. Sometimes people bring guns into the club. Have you heard of this? Sometimes dudes will shoot other dudes in clubs. That's astounding to me, that someone will wake up, put a gun in their pocket or their holster or whatever the fuck go to a club and just like be dance, having a great time I'm assuming they're dancing like this <laughs> having a great time and then they like see someone that they hate and they're like uh uh-uh, uh that guy's not surviving excuse me honey while I go end this person's life and they like find the guy through the crowd shoot him that guy gets shot and then he's dying and what a that's the what a terrible way to die for that guy think about that right you you just wanted to go to the club right just dance with your buddies right you texted them in all caps earlier <laughs> And you're just having a good time. And then someone shoots you. And as you're dying, the last thing you hear is pit bull. That's the worst <laughs> fucking way to die ever. <laughs> it's tough for me. I, I have a lot of catching up to do. You know, I didn't even get to go to... Um, my parents are very conservative. They're from India. Surprise. And uh, I didn't get to do a lot of things when I was younger. For example, I didn't get to go to sex ed. This was not a thing that I was allowed to do. Uh, which is weird because everyone does it but for some reason when I brought home the permission sheet to my parents my mom looked at it and then like all of the terrible things she thought about America like came out of her face and then she looked at me and then she's like they want you to have sex you are only 11 years old like a single tear she thought I brought home some sort of fuck pass from school some sort of weird field trip the school was putting together My dad was very mad. He was just figuring out cussing. He said, mother, bitch, like, eight times. (laughs) So, while everyone else was learning about sex ed, I was just in an empty room with this weird kid named Eric who who had erasers all the time, just trying to put my life back together. I just, I don't know what my parents thought was going to happen. Like, what did they think I was going to become? Like I, eleven years old, I'd go to Sex Ed and then come home like super confident. Like kick the door down, and be like, "Mom, cancel everything! It's just pussy from here on out for this guy." I just pulled down my transition lenses. Look at me, mom. I need you to go get me a Go-Gurt. I'm gonna turn my Legos into boobies. I'll see you later. I'll see you later. Give me some pegs, Dad. I'm gonna find some loose bitches and get them on my bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. I can only hang out with losers at this point. Uh, I can't hang out with cool people. There's a lot of cool people here. I can't hang out with you. You know, people like yo. Know, I'd like to hang out with people like seem rebellious. You know, people face tattoos and shit like that. I can't do that. I only hang out with nerds exclusively. If you don't have glasses, we're probably never going to be friends. I can't do it, and it's not for the reasons you're thinking. I, I, I can't go to jail. Is what I'm saying. It can never be an option for me. And it's not because of blah, blah, blah. I can't go to jail because, for better or for worse, Indian people and Asian people, we haven't really infiltrated the prison social system. You know what I mean? There's like no one for me to hang out with if I go to jail. And that's kind of the most important thing. Although that would be kind of cool if I went to jail and there was like eight old school Indian dudes there. You know, you show up and they're like, Hey, welcome to fucking jail, man. Uh, I guess I'll show you around. Uh, this is a cafeteria. The feet is bullshit, no spice. Uh, <laughs> over here's the showers, where if you're weak, someone will put their body on you. Uh, oh, over here, this is where Prashant stabbed a Mexican man in the neck using a knife he made out of a toothbrush. Prashant, he's crazy. Yeah, he used to be an engineer. He killed his wife. Oh, me? What do I do? Oh, I... Uh, I, I bring drugs places using my butthole. That's what I did. <laughs> Which I recently found out, guys, that's a thing people do. People will transport drugs in their butthole when told no at the door. That's, that, if, you needed a, if you didn't know how awesome drugs were, there's your commercial right there. That's fucking insane. People are, that means people are walking in places, and it's like, nah, nah, you can't bring drugs in here. And they're like, I have a pocket, you'll never check. And then they're walking in... <laughs> Like I really like cookies, okay? A lot. There'll never be a point in my life where I go to a party, <laughs> and my friends are like, "Yeah, it's cookie policy here. It's crazy, right?" And I go, ha ha, ha "Not on my watch!" Thin mint. I got a glass of milk.
0: <laughs>
4: go, what the fuck was that? in your bottle. I've been doing a lot of yoga, man. Keep me <laughs> loose. All right, my name is Asif Ali. Thanks, guys. Good night!
1: Picked up the mic stand and everything. Everybody, one more time for Asif Ali. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. We are down to your final two performers, and they are both gems. Uh, Your next guest is a favorite of the show, a favorite of the fans. I need a big round of applause, everybody, for the incomparable Jonah Ray. Let him hear it, Jonah! (laughs) (laughs) Jonah, yes you are. Hi, I'm guest host Caitlin Gill for Put Your Hands Together, here with both fan and show favorite, Jonah Ray, I am a
5: fan of this show, and we
1: are fans.
5: My, and I am one. Of, I am. Fa- I favorite this show. It's
1: cyclical. We're your fan. You're our fan. It's a big fan, yeah. like a fan it's that like spins. A fan. It's, a spin. it's a fan. It's a fan.
5: It's the fan for the fans.
1: I'm a fan of fans. <laughs> actually, it's a hot city.
5: That's one time wow. I was at an open mic and there was a blind guy. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> it's
1: funny already.
5: <laughs> yeah, he was no one likes him. He was like a real dick. And, um, <laughs> That's the worst But you know But people give him A break Because he's blind Right yeah, you, know? you get a pass And so he's kind of Starts doing like A lot of crazy Racist and sexist stuff And then he starts Kind of like Breaking his cane On the table nearby Racist stuff Yeah
1: He can't Like he can't we all try to not see race. Yeah. He's literally the only one of us that yeah. can't yeah, yeah. see race. Yeah.
5: He doesn't see black or white, only black. <laughs> yeah, but, like, he, so the security comes, and, like, the guy's like, oh, oh, okay, so let me go. I'm getting out here, I'm getting out of here. And then it was, like, you know, it was a, in the summer, and so there was, like, a little oscillating fender vine. Oh, no. And he, he feels the fan, he's like, hey, he's my biggest fan, and then he throws it across the room.
1: He just redeemed
5: himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he got into I mean, a headlock and dragged out of the. Fucking well, bar.
1: that's fair. I do hate racism, but man, do I love puns yeah. and physical humor. <laughs> ah. So that's my one-two punch right it there. Is right there, exactly. That's, that's splendid. Uh, that was a terrific set. Thank you. What do you have coming up? What are you excited about? That's coming. What's in the mail for Jonah Ray? What package are you excited to sign second for?
5: Second season of Yeah, I'll you do season two. season two.
1: That's renewal shit. Gotcha. One more. In Syndicated. Oh, I don't know man. if that's actually no, no, true. No, no. I know nothing
5: about this business. I I'm really not. don't either, and that's what I keep on finding myself where I go, What do I want for? It turns you got audition. And Ugh, gross. So, yeah. Ugh,
1: yeah,
5: no. Uh, other than that, um, no, really. I'm you know, putting out some uh, some records. Yeah, you are. Uh, with some <laughs> of our friends, and, and uh, yeah, trying to keep. Seen a lot of movies. That's all. That's all I'm really doing. Seen a lot of movies. That's a pleasure, though. Yeah, that's,
1: it's important. I forget sometimes how important it is to actually take breaks and creativity and take things in to inspire you. Yeah, yeah. It feels really hard though to watch your fourth hour of a show that is inspiring you and feel like you're doing
5: something. That's, that's true. The, that's why in movies you get it uh, out. You get you know, boom. That's a good done. point.
1: You're in. You're out. Yeah, you're exactly. inspired You're done. That's Yeah. Great. So what
5: we do in the shadows.
1: That
4: was so great. So fucking. It was great.
1: Ter- I highly recommend it to every listener of any podcast ever, yeah. but especially and, this one. And white like God? Oh, really? really? seen that one yet. I'm yeah. excited. Now I have something to do.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yes, you got some homework
1: day do. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> going to get a B plus. It's the best I ever do. <laughs> I can't wait for you to see it. It's
5: pretty brutal. If you don't like violence against animals and like Oh be I love it. violence. Against animals? Oh
1: anything. No I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. I'm very uncomfortable with violence, especially against animals. I am one of those people that scorns harder at like a dog or a horse being injured in a movie yeah. than so, a person. So it is a life. disgusting thing way. to admit about yourself. Oh totally totally human life. Yeah, you know, I expect to see that expire needlessly, but like a dog. A dog? A dog, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't I can't get on board. Uh, but I will see it anyway, and I will yeah. endure the scenes of animal torture just because you recommended it. Yes. So once Great. I'm traumatized, I'll remember you.
5: Always <laughs> and
0: forever. Thanks, Jonah. And you can I think it. that's it. Oh, cool. That was fun. Yeah.
1: Jonah Ray, everybody. Let me hear one more time. Oh great! I told you we had two left, and then you just saw one of them, which means that you know we've arrived at your final performer for the evening. And although this show, this entire show, has been full of the best, uh, we still saved, you know, best for last. We're all the best, but really, this, but but this one though. Uh, your next performer, uh, one of my favorites, one of your favorites. You've seen him on Conan. He's been traipsing about the country, but he's back here for you now. I I need a really big, thunderous round of it. But like, put your hands near each other. And and let energy charge between them. Feel the powerful sparks like lightning taking off between your hands and then release it like Thor into thunderous, thunderous applause to welcome Chris Fairbanks. Chris!
6: Specifically told her not to refer to the other comics as also the best. <sighs> oh, well, I'll shake it off. Thank you for having, or for coming, or and for having me, and for coming. Thanks for coming to your, I don't know whose party this is. I've been uh, depressed, you guys, lately. I've been depressed, so I uh, started hitting the gym uh, Jim is just what I name my bed. I get getting in you, Jimmy. <laughs> Come on, now that's that sounds gay. It's fine if it was. I'm not gay, but if I was, great, you know, that'd be awesome. But I'm not, that's awesome. But if I was, great, but I'm not,
0: I'm
6: not, but if I was do that all night that'd be fun for all of us i'm not gay it's just uh, my penis has a bit of a sweet tooth and i don't know what that you just it doesn't make sense it makes you start to laugh and then quiet down because you think of a tooth at the end of a penis with an apple in its mouth spinning slowly at a luau, glistening. I've never been to Hawaii. I am scared of sharks, though. That was called a segue. I think that they are horrifying. And uh, my friend, not my friend, a guy I know, who knows a guy, got bit in the torso, one of the worst parts of your body, to let a shark bite, and uh, I think it's his fault. I do. I know that's a harsh stance, uh, but when it comes to most problems, it's either sink or swim, except for sharks. Don't try and swim. Don't try and outswim a shark, you dummy. Don't. Your best defense is to indeed th- sink. Think about it. If a shark's coming, it's like, and you see the fin, just go, and then go, now what? Now it's just a mouth and you. Then you gotta punch him in the gills, grab his brain, show it to his eyes at the last second, you know? I, if there's out, hey, look at that. And he'll be like, is that my fucking brain? And then you shove it in his blowhole. I haven't done a lot of research. Yeah. All right. I have to recap. I'm learning from a lot of comedy specials. You say everything three times. With confidence, it's called deliying. <laughs> uh, I uh, sorry. Breakfast in breakfast in bed is a weird thing, right? Because it's like you're you're waking up and you're going, well, it's Saturday. I think today I want to pretend I'm dying in the hospital. In my bedpan, kids, it's Father's Day. (laughs) Second part, less funny. It's important to... uh, Well, I'm still studying. It's... I... There are so many moths always around me, and I think it's my... I have a lot of sweaters, and now I just have moths. (laughs) And I don't know I have moths until... It's weird when you turn on... Or not necessarily turn on... When God... Yeah... When God turns on his light, I'm talking about the sun, fucking, anyway, when it comes, like, in a window, you see, I'm talking about the sun, fucking, when it, that is what came out of my mouth, and you're all, like, like one person's like, oh, my dad in a pool house, fucking, don't think about that, we're here to have fun, don't turn on me, ah, uh, sunlight, coming through, cascading, you look at the profile of the light, like, right now, there's light, every, but you don't see it, because it's, the light's behind it, for me, but I'm just seeing, dust, sure. Hovering always. You notice that? Like in the sun, though. Hair. Just a fucking hair. Like a longer one. Like, dip, dip. Not falling. They're like, gravity? Fuck it. It's, I don't, you know what I mean? There's just hair always. So is hair, like, attracted to light? Or is it like the lights are on and all the hairs like, showtime, fellas! And they're like, that, that, uh, hello, my baby! You know, the, the, don't know if hairs wear top hats whatever that's too far my point is I just think there's hair everywhere and we don't know until it's illuminated that uh, we're all walking around inhaling ghost pubes and that's what you don't know about apparitions when they're not you know in a hallway at a hotel chasing a scary ball down and hallway or you know the one that I already placed them in fuck it never mind they're just in the dark going hey enjoy that that's all I'm saying they're like ow and then they hang out under the stairs and play air guitar I lost you but I had remember five minutes ago that was fun I had my breakfast joke that went well Uh, maybe it's my energy maybe I need to pause no that felt shitty well you guys have been nice Uh, Not tonight, just at some point, I'm sure. I'm going to wrap it up here, and uh, that'd be funny. If right then, i just put on a condom, but slowly, with a dead face, just crying. <laughs> Why is it red? The condom. No, nah, you know when you go to Parent pla- uh, parent Plans? Do you guys ever go there? It's kind of like Planned Parenthood, but you, they help you make a baby. <laughs> parent Plans, it's the best. No one pickets there. I... Uh, I- <laughs> I went there though cuz I I do that a lot. I get paranoid and I'm like, but it's just an ingrown hair, but I'm like, I'm dying. And I go to, I go there a lot and uh, you know, does anyone like that. I don't know. But one time pretty I had a pretty legit reason that I could see and could feel of pain. I don't want to get gross. This ends fine, but on my penis uh there was a bit of a a blemish like a uh, blistery new friend uh, I'm sorry, but I woke up and I was like, oh, I've the herps I got the herps, one in three people you know, I guess my number got called like at a shitty deli and I, I, went, I went right to Planned Parenthood, I was like help, help, I kicked in the door and I had it out already, like look at it somebody, and she was like uh, but she did, she goes right away, she was so sweet, she was like that uh, uh, looks like a burn to me I was like, because uh, you guys, I maybe drink too much, um, but I'm also a good roommate, and when I use a bathroom to its full potential, I light a match and I'll fumigate the air. You know, and where are you going to put a match that was just hot in the trash? Yeah, you'll start a fire, lunatic. No, you throw it in the water, the toilet water, available. There's a gap available between your legs. So yeah, I threw a match on my deck for a second. <laughs> just a second, not a full second. I wasn't like, it'll cool, eventually. Ah, soothing. I was like, duly noted, hot dick, right away. I was like, flick! And, uh, and then I passed out toilet paper roll as a pillow, and uh, woke up in the morning like, ah, I have the herbs because I'd forgotten all about that, until she said, that's a black singe burn. And then it did come back to me, all of it. And I had to be like, ah, you know what, ma'am, I do now quite vividly remember burning my own dick. I will... Uh, leave the way I came. Uh, sorry I broke the door. It's like I tore down some uh, posters of interracial families. and will uh... <sighs> lose some people just by saying that word. Doesn't make sense, but uh, I'm not. I called myself a drunk earlier, and I feel bad about that. I'm not. I'm just a bit of a whiskey geek. I don't... Uh... I'm not. I don't... Uh... Do you guys ever, though, have like three drinks at a bar place, and then you're like I shouldn't there's no blood in my system I feel fine but there's blood in my system that's when you know you're in trouble when you have blood coursing through your system (laughs) ha ha meant to say alcohol in my blood but you know call myself out have it replace the joke perhaps fuck it up So you end up having three more drinks just to build the courage to drive home. That's all I was going to say. It doesn't matter. The point is, get it out of the way, skinny. I have uh, all right. We can to get out of here real quick here. I uh, gotta go home and watch Netflix in my garage where the internet works. I have been, Oh man, I watched all of Game of Thrones just to catch up. I'd put it off, and I was tired of getting shit from everyone, and so. I did that's how I quit smoking too. I waited till I had the flu, and I watched all four seasons of Game of Thrones the first four seasons, and uh no one was lying. It's really good. I got and I'm not even into fantasy, <clears throat> but it's confi- it was like it's because the acting's amazing and uh and then there's like a glimpse of a dragon but then and then a fucking they just get naked and everyone looks awesome naked, and they're just like fucking I'm like, wow i And then a kid kills another kid, and you're like, ugh. And then there's a bigger dragon. Wait, did I see a dragon? No, dragons are gone for a few episodes. And then they're fucking, I'm just saying, you really got to pay attention to the plot when you're watching Game of Thrones otherwise you end up masturbating to something horrifying you know right at that last minute where you're like I'm naked time hey what's that guy's head crushed too late I guess I'm into that now you know it depends whatever you see when you go goo goo uh, I say goo 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 when I come I don't know about you guys I say Kajagoo goo or shagoo goo or I just go brr I, d- I like reggae come when I come it sounds like a dance hall horn I just go all right that's done that was fun though i don't like reggae though so don't get me started i like hearing other people do it but not not a white guy like me you know like a white guy reggae i no thanks like a white guy with dreadlocks from vermont uh i don't i i'm good at singing that way too but i'm not gonna i'm offended by it so i'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna it's awful no i hated how it felt good actually i didn't hate how it felt I don't like how it sounds. Mm, nope, sorry, don't like that guy. Went to college with him, hated him, down the hall. Uh, Mount Zion, you want to yourself? Mount Zion, it's a national park in Utah. Okay, that feels good. I uh, used to be a lift-up, a snow chair, ski lift, snowboard, foot bag, ultimate frisbee. Lions. <laughs> I spit a bunch. <laughs> Irie Trastafarian. Yippee dee Stand up for blue eyes. shaba shaba. Time to have sex. K- uh, oh God! It's Marley and Me. Me and Dupree. Those are my favorite movies. I really love that dog. <laughs> I'm dizzy, so I'm done. Thanks.
1: Good word, everybody. Thanks so much for coming. Get home real safe. Good night.
6: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
0: Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to with your hands together your hands together Thank you.